Welcome to Upsides. This is the only NFL show anywhere. My name is Matt Ufford. To my left is John Boyce. Hello, everyone. Uh, featured contributor for SB Nation, the proprietor of Lunch Judgment, and This Week in Gifts, very popular SB Nation properties. And if you're an OG on the internet, you might know him from Progressive Boink and The Dugout. Indeed. Major League Baseball's chat room. Indeed. The most uh, foremost source for uh, baseball news anywhere. And the only baseball site that ever existed. Yeah, no, I loved it. And that was actually my favorite. I grew to like the dugout more than baseball. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm rolling up my sleeves because we're getting to work. I like those sleeves. Uh, welcome to New York City. You're a, you're a Kentucky native right now. I am. Uh, you're freshly, freshly arrived off the plane. Mm-hmm. Please mm-hmm. do enjoy our architecture, our fine art, nightlife, and the uh, hot scent of garbage. Indeed. Actually, I just got off uh, the cab, and we had like an hour-long conversation about how awesome money is. And like, <laughs> that's my favorite ca- uh, cabbie conversation is the one where they're just like, do you like money? I'm like, yeah. I like, what would you do if you had like $5 million? And I was like, I'd buy a motorboat. It's like, <laughs> I would too. And, so, and, and really, like almost all my cabbie conversations go like that. All right. Well, it's, it's good to find some common ground. Say, do you like puppies? Me too. <laughs> um, I think we should probably talk about the NFL. There are things happening in the NFL. Maybe you've heard about them. There's a uh, backup quarterback by the name of Tim Tebow. Tim Tebow, yeah. He has signed with uh, the organization of the New England Patriots. He is not going to the CFL. Um, we actually have the first photos of, uh, of him throwing. He's at Patriots minicamp. Oh, the form is still as beautiful as ever. Um, what are your thoughts on this? General thoughts. Are the Patriots proven winners? Do they need a proven winner like Tim Tebow? Well, give me some hot all, sports takes. Well, uh, I will give you a hot sweatshirt hoodie take there because like, I just saw that photo of him throwing in a hoodie and that's exactly the form you should have when you're in a hoodie, just as like a 46 year old dad who's just kind of like, or uncle actually, like just kind of like, like chest, like sternum first kind of <laughs> elbow out as far as possible. <laughs> yep. Yep. Other elbow, elbow like God knows where. <laughs> Um, Jazz hand in your off-throwing hand. <laughs> <laughs> or your throwing hand. I mean, it wouldn't make a difference to him. Um, he's, um, my appreciation of football talent is very elementary. I, uh, I feel like he can throw the ball really far, and he's, uh, he's in shape. And those are the only two tools <laughs> I look for in a, in a quarterback. Tim Tebow <laughs> gets the John Boy stamp of approval. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say I've always enjoyed, I've, I've managed to, kind of tune out Patriots fans so I can enjoy the, the Patriots for the most part as a team that doesn't play my favorite team very often mm-hmm. and just enjoy the, 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 the offensive football factory that's put together and, and works like a well-honed machine. Yes. I find them entertaining to watch. Mm-hmm. And I've never particularly rooted against the Patriots. I find that I cannot really root for them, for them to have any sort of real success anymore. I can't, I don't want to live in a world where Tim Tebow has a Super Bowl ring. Well, I see. I, I, as a Chiefs fan, I uh, <laughs> see the Patriots as like what the Chiefs like could have been if they weren't so chiefy, and we sort of get like the Patriots leftovers, and that's like sort of like <laughs> what we end up with. Not anymore because Pioli's gone, and, and you know, so on and so forth. Congratulations on that, by the way. Yes, thank you. We have uh, hired a log that is on fire um, as our new GM. And More reliable than than a megalomani- Quite megalomaniacal so. mm-hmm. asshole mm-hmm. like uh, Scott Pioli. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I wa- I, going back to Tebow, I, I do want to talk about uh, one aspect, uh, and that is your, it, it's, it, this has got to be devastating news for you in that you have written an alternate history or are writing uh, an alternate history where Tim Tebow goes to the CFL and it's not the CFL that Canadians know and love. 
Yeah, I actually, um, they're called the team, the Tim Tebow CFL Chronicles, and uh, they started as sort of like, I went to a CFL game about uh, seven months ago, and uh, I was just like struck by how weird it was. Like I went to the equivalent of like the NFC Championship game, and there were maybe like 15,000 people there. There were people holding up like giant signs that said like, shh. You know, like whenever there was an offensive drive and it was in this like cavernous, it was in Olympic Stadium, which is like old and decrepit as hell. So it was just like this really cavernous thing where like not that many fans there. And it was awesome to watch, but it was still a little bit off normal because like the field is way wider than um, an average like NFL field. And the ball is also like bigger and there are only three downs. And, like, these really weird, strange differences about them. I don't know why they made it any different, but they did. And that sort of, like, got me wondering, like, as Americans, we know nothing about the CFL. It's just, like, this made-up – it's sort of, like – a heaven where like Rocky Ismail went, you know, like it's sort of just like, and you know, our 45 year old old punters go. Um, and, uh, I thought it would be cool to, to twist that and turn it into, into a thing where Tim Tebow goes to play there and plays off our complete ignorance of, uh, of CFL. Uh, so yeah, basically where we last left, uh, this like fiction, uh, he is in, uh, the streets of Toronto and they just keep on playing. The, the field doesn't stop when you go to the end zone. The field actually never stops. So you're playing through Toronto. You're throwing the ball off of skyscrapers. Uh, I really enjoyed it. And uh, especially with uh, the media saturation that we get with every Tim Tebow story, I just enjoyed that it was instead of like Tim Tebow to the CFL question mark, it was like Tim Tebow to the CFL exclamation point, And here is an alternate reality <laughs> on top of it. And uh, the complete surrealism of it is uh, something to very much enjoy. I appreciate it. I saw some parallels there when I was when I was reading it. I, uh, something that reminded me of, of an earlier work of yours talking about endurance football. Mm. And uh, were there uh, was that did endurance football um, influence the the Tebow the Tebowing? Yeah, yeah, it actually totally did. Um, It sort of, uh, you know, it it was endurance football. Basically, it was like, you know, it was the rules of football, but it was alternate rules where you played like on a mile long field and you you hit in barns and you played over hills and through like creeks and stuff. And like uh, in practice would be very difficult to do. And um, I could probably play like eight minutes without like, you know, spraining my ankle and having to go home. But um, this to me was a way to sort of. I don't know, imagine that in a way that would be like really fun and people have found it fun. So, um, yeah, I used to play pickup football before I got old, before I turned 30, um, five years ago, uh, <laughs> but, uh, but an hour of, of pickup, like flag football would leave me like sore for two days. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine going for like eight hours and then camping and then playing cause, cause endurance football games last a week, of course. Yes, exactly. At least three days to a week. And in order to be eligible to play the next day, you have to uh, camp out on the field and you have to eat on the field, barbecue and all that stuff. Um, <laughs> but I, I think, and I've talked to friends about this before where like when I was playing flag football or tackle football or whatever, when I was like nine, 10 years old I would get all banged up and bruised and everything and I wouldn't care because like when you're a little kid you don't care you don't realize that you're mortal exactly and like you know you can do anything short of a broken bone and you just don't care at all and whereas now you know I'm I'm a member of the 30 somethings too and uh if I fall down and skin my knee like I'm hobbling all the way back to my apartment I can't I'm just, I'm, I'm so soft. Have you ever uh, pulled a rib sneezing? Like, just, like, throwing your back out, like, from coughing or sneezing? Uh, 
No, I have not. Yeah, I take it you have. Uh, that's actually Dan Rubenstein's go-to move. Uh, <laughs> that hasn't happened to me yet, but it's definitely like getting out of bed. Like I'll twist my ankle getting out of bed and be like, ah, and limp for like two days. It's <laughs> a good move. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's things, like triangle and square and up on the PlayStation. Things are just sore forever now. Like mm-hmm. like my Achilles, uh, my Achilles has been just sore for for a week and a half. No no idea why. Just sore all the time. I um actually a little bit more than a year ago, uh, Memorial Day before this last one, I was playing uh, wiffle ball with my friends, and I sprained my uh, knee really bad. And to this day, like it pops, and like it 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 feels funny. And like if I were an athlete, I might get like corrective surgery for that. But I'm just a guy. <laughs> and you don't I'm need just your knee, some right? Guy. Nope, sure don't. Not anymore. <laughs> Amputate above the knee, you got no problems. Mm-hmm. Um, let's just do a quick little roundup of uh, other NFL headlines going on this week. Um, other news, Chad Johnson, uh, 30 days in jail for uh, at his parole hearing? No. Um, slapping his lawyer's butt is what happened. That's, that's the headline. Mm-hmm. Chad Johnson slapped his lawyer's butt and is ending up in jail for it. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, I mean, you know, obviously, like, my general, I'm going to get a little political here, but, like, my general belief is that everyone should always go to jail. Um <laughs> So, and this is a little bit of a, you know, um, unjust way of sending somebody to jail for, for 30 days, but I guess I'll take it. Um, <laughs> I feel like, I, I mean, it's obviously completely ridiculous. Like, he, it was, you know, it was like his, his buddy, his lawyer buddy, he slaps him on the butt because he's happy. Because, I mean, if, if I just found out that, like, a 30-day jail sentence were commuted, I would, I would do, I mean, I don't know if I would do that, but I could totally see somebody doing that. We've also had uh, Pac-Man Jones in the news. He um, has pled not guilty to assault charges. And uh, Sean Merriman hospitalized for dehydration, quote-unquote. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's according to him. Of course, uh, other sources said uh, drug and alcohol overdose. Uh, and it was noted in Campfire and on Kissing Susie Colbert that it's clearly 2007 this week. Yeah, basically is. Um, we're just going to all go back to listening to like the Decemberists and asking how much we paid for in rainbows and like all this stuff you know you know who's still playing is brett Favre, the old gunslinger <laughs> we'll get we'll get to uh we'll, we'll do some more Favre later i want to talk okay. about your uh i want to talk about your favorite nfl team the chiefs okay. of kansas city um yeah they're they're on the upswing they've got they've got a alex smith who's a a proven quarterback kind of mm-hmm. and uh and a new coach in andy Reid. yeah uh who Eagles hands now, hate, but uh, but he's he's a good coach, right? Yeah. No, I mean I think so. I I, I really a I huge step up from Romeo Cornell. Yes. Well, that we can all agree. Be. Yeah, yeah, because he won one awesome game, you know, with his like stint as interim head coach. So they were like, oh, okay, yeah, like clearly you're the man for the job. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Put that resume away. Holy shit! <laughs> the resume is like a piece of old newspaper. <laughs> <laughs> Romeo Cornell's like. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. His, his, yeah, his resume is actually just like written on a napkin, <laughs> um, and he in his own handwriting too. And um, no, I, as far as like Andy Reid goes, I, I'm not like a great gauge of, of head coaching talent, and I'm I'm way more of a sports enthusiast than like a sports expert. But uh, I like him, um, and I'm glad that we have Alex Smith because like getting a like raising our own own quarterback is something that the Chiefs never do like you can look way back through the years yeah. all, all the way back through like the early 80s the Chiefs do not 
I mean, like occasionally we'll draft a quarterback, but our quarterbacks never do anything. We have to go get a Joe Montana or a Trent Green or a Matt Castle or whatever to do anything. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's in keeping. It's like the most Chiefs thing possible. Like yeah. get like a, a, a backup that – like basically that's the Chiefs slogan. Uh, backups who people have heard of <laughs> is basically the Chiefs. I'm so sorry to hear that. Uh, Andy Reid's a great fit in Kansas City. He's he's come out and said that his favorite barbecue is is all barbecue. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's <laughs> yeah. I like the notion of him getting larger. <laughs> Go and bigger. I also like the yeah the notion of like oh yeah no Kansas City uh, they don't care about which barbecue you like at all. They're just like oh you like bar oh you like kid cuisine barbecue okay yeah yeah no we like that here. Um. And of course, uh, yeah, good draft. Number one overall pick, Eric Fisher. Mm-hmm. What are your What are your feelings about the Chiefs going into twenty thirteen? Do you have hope? Is there uh, Is there reason to be be optimistic? Um, no. Um, <laughs> I mean, I, I could I could totally see. You know, I I see um, the playoffs. Like, if I, I could see it conceivably that the Chiefs might go like ten and six or something, and 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 win like a wild card spot. Um, I think that's like feasible. I wouldn't predict it, um, but I would be really happy for that, just in the sense that it means I get to see another Chiefs game. I, I don't have any ambitions as far as like them going to the Super Bowl, really, as long as I'm alive, um, <laughs> which is also why I would rather see them make the playoffs as a wild card team, because that's just like one more game I get to see them. I, w- I just want to see them a lot. I don't <laughs> need them. Winning is like secondary to the point. Just want to have them over for a nice dinner. Yes, exactly. <laughs> just hey, like guys. see how they're doing. You know, yeah. Um, I think that's I think that's a reasonable ambition. I think you you can hope for the playoffs. I could see them being nine and seven, maybe even ten and six. It's they're, possible. There, some some team always goes from from worst to the playoff contender. Mm-hmm. Why mm-hmm. not the Chiefs? Sure. And Besides I mean, the fact that they're the Chiefs, of course. Well, yeah, they're the Chiefs, and they have the most like unwearable jersey in the NFL. It's not so sexy. No, yeah, you look like uh, you're wearing Ronald McDonald's jammies. Could be worse. Could be the Redskins. That's true. We're we're not as overtly racist. <laughs> um, do you? Let me ask you a question. Do you have any actual good memories of being a Chiefs fan? Oh yeah, um, definitely. I mean, I would say like the the early two thousands Chiefs were so much fun offensively. Like their their defense was terrible, and they would go like there was that two thousand three game against the Colts where neither team punted the entire game, and it was awesome. It sounds like a game of Madden. It really was. It was Madden uh, complete with like a Dante Hall uh, kick return That's touchdown. Right. There That's might right. have been a punt return in that game, but in any case, I was watching old Dante Hall videos uh, <laughs> just for absolutely no reason because that's just like what happens. Because um, there are no sports on right now. Nope, none. And uh, Dante Hall um, returning kickoffs is better than like a Cubs-Brewers game. Um, yeah. So I watched that, and I mean, there were times like he, he returned – four kicks in a row in like four games in a row he returned a kick for a touchdown so like i mean for like a month or two there he totally set the nfl on fire um and that was that i think is probably my favorite chiefs moment all right well that's that's good that was that was something that happened uh 10 years ago yeah oh yeah a whole decade ago Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. i don't think i was old enough to drink then (laughs) uh let me ask you uh on the flip side the the afc west is actually really good about having bitter rivalries mm-hmm. like ordinarily like you have to go like way back and and it's always the the nfc east is known for having the best rivalries just because the teams have known and hated each other forever no. but i feel like the afc west has some really good bitter rivalries what's your least favorite team in the afc west um 
You know what? And this is not to be contrarian or anything. I like them all. I like what? I like every team in the AFC West. I think uh, the Raiders uh, are fun, and I feel bad for them for having to live in um, California. And I think that their uniforms are neat. Uh, they have like the sharpest uniforms in the NFL, and I I love I love them being the flip side of the Chiefs. Um, we've sort of kept pace with each other over the years. It's, you know? It has seemed to be at times a competition to to be who could be the more disastrous franchise. Right. Yeah. Lately, it's as of late, it's been like we've been right with each other at the bottom. You know, other times we've been right with each other, like, you know, competing for the wild card or the championship or whatever. Um, but we've always kind of been there for each other. And uh, I, I, I really dig <laughs> it's that. It's a symbiotic thing. Yes. Exactly. You don't have to go through this alone, no, Kansas exactly. City or it, Oakland. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. We're like twins, just like all for, forever, you know, laboring under the same yoke. Just they're always going to be there. I like that. Um, that's insane. You, even the Broncos with their like success and, and, and running the Chiefs over twice a year. Yeah. Get them. Um, I think they're neat because I associate them historically with having like, you know, uh, running back depth start that's like full of like eight guys, you know, who are all awesome and can run the ball. Um, their uniforms are terrible. Like they have the worst uniforms in sports, but uh, I, I like them. I mean, I, I've, I've dug them. Um, I uh, like Peyton Manning, which it, uh, sets me apart from a lot of people. I like, I pretty much like everything. Is my <laughs> You're such a positive person. <laughs> we got to get you out of here. Moving on, I want to talk a little bit about you because um, I, I feel like you've had a very unusual path to becoming a full-time writer. Mm-hmm. Um, starting with uh, something you wrote for Vice a while back on, on homeschooling that featured mm-hmm. children in blackface. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, tell me a little bit about that, that aspect of your childhood. Well, yeah, um, I was homeschooled for a year, or for, I'm sorry, uh, like four years in Georgia um, because the schools were so bad. And, um, you know, um, it was, uh, I was homeschooled up through eighth grade. And um, it was, it was definitely formative because it sort of let me go off and do my own thing and sort of almost like self-educate. And whenever I got tired of a book, my parents would be like, here's another. And, you know, it was, it was really, it was a really neat experience. Um, but yes, there were kids in uh, who would wear blackface for skits and things, and that was weird. But um, yeah, fast forward, and I was work. I dropped out of school because I thought it was boring. Um, I um, just started writing on the internet on my own. This was about 2002, and um, supplemented that habit by working at Radio Shack for way too long, um, <laughs> assistant manager. Um, Congratulations! <laughs> Thanks. Big deal. Thank you. Thank you. Sold many cell phones and. Um, yeah, we just kind of kept on going at it, um, kept on trying to work my ass off, and I did it for long enough that um, people decided to start paying me for it. And um, There's a very um, kind of analog Web 1.0 sensibility to a lot of your writing. Mm-hmm. Um, how'd, you, how'd you meet uh, the other guys who wrote the, the dugout, Nick Dalamora, Bran- uh, Brandon Stroud, who's at Leather now? Yeah. Uh, were they all like inter- internet meetings? Were you, did you meet them in AOL chat rooms? <laughs> well, it was basically... Um, there was a site, a really old site called whateverdude.com, and it was uh, a site where Brandon wrote. Uh, I read his writing, I read some other writing, and like I was like, I want to do this. So um, we ended up uh, exchanging emails, became friends, um, and yeah, after a while, it was um, me and Brandon uh, and uh, another writer with us, Emily, were uh, writing together and living together in Virginia. And uh, Nick Dalamora was uh, near us as well. So we just kind of had this little community where we kind of 
you know, I took my Radio Shack job with me and we made like no money, but we were under the same, it was this giant four bedroom dilapidated house that like the whole thing was like 650 a month or something. And uh, yeah, no, we just wrote there and didn't care about being super poor. <laughs> um, so how'd you end up in Louisville then from Virginia? Uh, actually, I um, went to school. I went to high school in Louisville. Um, so I was there for a while. I came back to Louisville. And um, yeah, been there ever since. What did your parents do? How did you, because uh, you, you traveled around the American South growing up. Right? Oh, yeah. My dad um, my dad uh, works for a, a toothpaste conglomerate. He works All for right. Colgate Palmolive. So, oh. Yeah, yeah. Also here in New York. <laughs> traveled around. Mm-hmm. All mm-hmm. right. Quite so. Uh, because cause when I shared with my wife, uh, like, your awesome homeschooling uh, uh, article, she was like, well, why'd they have to live in Georgia? <laughs> like, well, that's that's one way of looking at the article. That's that's, that's a question you should always ask, <laughs> <laughs> whether it's like the the Soviet Republic uh, breakaway or whether it's a state. Uh, um, what's the? Give me give me because uh, I I always love talking to people about their homes and like because I'm I'm by no means a proponent of New York for other people. Everybody's got mm-hmm. the place where they fit. What's give me a best thing, worst thing about Louisville? Well, um, the best thing is all the bourbon. Uh, for right. sure. It's, I mean, it's, it's everywhere. It's not that expensive. And like every kind of bourbon you've ever had is available at like every corner store in, uh, in Louisville. And for such reasonable prices too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's dangerous. Like seriously, uh, there's, there's a bar down the street from me. It's called Cahoots. And it's, uh, you, they, if you pay, um, $5, they will serve you Blanton's, which is very good bourbon. Yes, it is. And they will pour you almost that much and they will charge you about five dollars for it and it's seriously like it's just it's like pouring out of the faucets and it's unbelievably cheap and you can seriously if you don't watch yourself you can get completely uh, wasted for like eight dollars oh man that sounds great so it's awesome uh i want to go to uh the troll bag we'll bring things out uh throw this out to the crowd we've crowdsourced questions for john boys Mm -hmm. um and these are all real people or at least real twitter users uh, first question is from Celebrity Hot Tub. At least I hope it's from Celebrity Hot Tub. Hello, Mr. Tub. He's a uh, good friend of ours. He says, where will Brett Favre end up next? And boy, oh boy, just imagine that next Brett Favre TD. Yep. Um, well, that's actually, he ended that with a period. That didn't sound like a question mark at the end. <laughs> it's okay. Um, yeah, no, I think um, Brett Favre has what it takes to just kind of run and gun and, and pull it out of his pocket and do what it takes to win and really have that winning mentality and just kind of go up there and just like a bunch of dominoes, just set them up and knock them down and just kind of set them straight and show those kids a thing or two and just uh, kind of go up there and tear it up, chop it up. and um, He's a winner. Get, oh, he's a winner. He's, he's a, winner. a winner. He's a born he winner. He knows, knows how to win. He knows how, he knows how to win. And uh, Not everybody knows how to win. No, no. It's actually a, a complex series of events in which you have to score more points than the other right, team. Right, right. Most people, like, I know about winning. Like, I've heard of it, but yeah. I don't know how to do it. No, yeah. it's not like you're born with an instruction manual on no, how to win. No. You, just, you just know how to win. Mm-hmm, you're born with mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. Um, our next question is from Bobby Big Wheel. He says, is Upsides the future of e-commerce? E-commerce. Oh, he didn't put a hyphen on that. E-commerce actually is e-hyphen commerce, Mr. Wheel. Um, yeah, I think a lot of things are the future of e-commerce. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> awkward segs and awkward. Not knowing what to say to a question is the future of e-commerce, actually. <laughs> Next question is from Corey Lewis, and he says, if I have a seasonally, seasonably, seasonally appropriate, delicious and otherwise spellbinding lunch, but finish it with a Diet Coke, what's my score? Mm, that's... Uh, I mean, uh, with a Diet Coke, you, you dock a point instantly. Diet Coke, um, there's actually David Rees, author of Get Your War On, famously uh, said that Diet Coke tastes like robot sweat. 
which is uh, about the most apt thing I've ever heard. And I mean, it's gross. There's no reason for it. Uh, I can even, dr- I'm drinking a regular Coke right now. They're good sometimes. But I enjoy a regular yeah, Coke. Yeah, you know. I also enjoy Coke Zero because it tastes like Coke. No, yeah, no. Even that's like, I mean, I don't like it as much as you do. I can't share your enthusiasm, but it's okay. Um, <laughs> I, I would say that like any, any, anything I was eating would be just destroyed by the Diet Coke. It doesn't make any sense palate-wise, and it's like you hate your lunch and you wish you weren't eating it can if I, you're drinking a Diet Can Coke. I tell you my lunch? What? I don't, I don't think it's going to score very well. It was like uh, four handfuls of unsalted walnuts and a banana. Mm. Okay, well. And, and water to drink. Okay, unsalted walnuts. Banana and water. Um, water is pretty neutral, pretty score neutral. Uh, yeah. I would give you. It, it's not a, like a lunch of function because if you if yeah. you put it on a plate, that would be sad. No, like if there you was sat down with a fork there was no plate. This like happened. A, this happened while I was while I was interneting. Okay, okay. So no tucking in a napkin and no lapel. Okay. Uh, no, yeah, that's a, that's about a. I would give that a five and a half. Really? Yeah, oh, yeah. I feel good about that. That's, I was expecting like a three. Oh, no, no. It's it's totally... Because, I mean, at least that's like function food. It's like good for you food. Okay, thanks. So oh, I, I feel really okay. good about that. No, you know what? Thank you. <laughs> uh, our last question is from uh, Joe McAtee. He says, what is John Boyes' opinion on opinions? I don't take requests on opinions. Uh, no. I, I, I don't do that. Um, I uh, ask other people for their opinions. I don't feel that mine are um, important or relevant to the discussion. It's all about your opinions and yours and everyone else's. And uh, I hate to be a wet blanket. I just don't do that. Really? Because yeah, I had a whole bunch of questions like, what is your opinion on ragamuffins? On ragamuffins? Negative um, um, 497.3. Oh, what is your opinion on guts? Uh, green. What is your opinion on strolling? Uh, strolling, I would say... Fourth down only. What is your opinion on no goodniks? Uh, I ran into a few. They're they're no good. What is your opinion on stick sticktuitiveness? Um, I went there once, and I was about five years old. Only thing I remember about it is I uh, knocked over a jar of pasta at uh, in in aisle five, and my um, uh, and I was scolded for it. What is your opinion on cargo pants? Oh, about one hundred and eighteen. All right. Yeah. That was uh, What Is Your Opinion with John Boys. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> let's, uh, we're going to kind of wind down the show a little bit uh, with a little thing I call Fumbler. We have some fun with the internets, yes. some fun with Photoshop or uh, with memes, whatever strikes and fancy. And this is, uh, we're going to turn back the clock a little bit uh, with Tim Tebow in the news. Uh, one of the favorite things I've done since I've come to SB Nation was just Photoshop Tim Tebow wanted to send our bodies. Mm-hmm. And uh, we, can, we can scroll through the, the photos slowly here. Um, uh, we got, that, that's uh, John Elway riding Tebow to victory. Um, Amazing. And there's, there's actually a lot of pictures of Tim Tebow shirtless that makes for good centaur uh, mm. photoshops. Well, I mean, for Christians, that's porn. <laughs> Christian point. Yeah. Go ahead. Keep scrolling through. Let's just get through the rest of them. He's uh, it's a casual trot. I like this one a lot. Oh, it's good. It yeah. fits well with the uh, the behind. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> here's <laughs> horse T-bowing. Uh, yeah. It comes in all. Uh, there's, a, there's a lot of uh, wonderful things we can do. What? Wh- <clears throat> I need an assignment for, for next week. What are some other mythical animals I can photoshop tim tebow on especially maybe con- taking into consideration the patriots and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh the existence of bill belichick who's kind of the cthulhu of coaches yeah that's true um i would i would probably photoshop tebow as like a dead goldfish really yeah dead, a dead motionless goldfish because i just kind of feel that um 
I feel like uh, Belichick has him there for show and isn't going to use him or yeah. feed him. <laughs> so he's just going to, that's going to be him. Really? I, I feel like um, it's, it's a very Belichickian move to um, take an undervalued, below market asset with some remaining amount of football talent or physical skill and get use out of it where others could not. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And in the, in the instances of Corey Dillon, Randy Moss, it works really great. That's true. In the instances of Chad Ochocinco, not so much. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just don't want to see Tim Tebow have success. I, 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 and here's the thing. I like him as a person, as a, as a person, as a <coughs> player. I find him compelling. I just, I can't. The um, I, I I can't handle the the, the media. Okay, I, I, okay. And even it, we're uh, I'm part of the problem because mm-hmm. I'm talking about it right now. Mm-hmm. And at SB Nation, it's news, and and we consume it. We're we're powerless. Yep. And I hate that I'm powerless. We have to do it. It's your job, and you have to do it, Matt. And I, and, and I just I I I wish that I wasn't. I, w- I wish that I wasn't like didn't have my hands tied that way. I think um, I mean, you, you're doing that for people like me, people who genuinely want to hear about Tim Tebow. And I, again, this goes back to like my I like everything thing, which makes <laughs> me like super freaking annoying. Um, and I realize that. But uh, no, I, I like hearing about Tim Tebow. I'm glad he's I'm glad he's around some more. And I want to hear like people's like dumbass opinions. And I want to hear people like. You know, if, if Brady, like, tweaks an ankle in week three, like, I want the whispers and the clamoring to come out. And it's going to be awesome. And I'm going to love it. I love it when people say things. <laughs> so that's, that's, my, that's, that's the measuring stick right there. That's the bar. I love it when people say things. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. All right. I think that's, uh, that's a great point to end things on. Uh, the man sitting with me is John Boys, SB Nation's featured contributor. Uh, the uh, the source, the primary source of weirdness at SB Nation, something that I appreciate. Uh, if you're not following him on Twitter at John underscore Boys B O I S, you are missing out on a world of delight and uh, and Thank humor you. and opinions, other people's opinions, other people's opinions. I other retweet opinions. them a lot. Yeah. Uh, John, thanks so much for, for joining us today. Thank you. Uh, I know it's a long trip, and it's wonderful to have you here. Um, for those watching, please follow me on Twitter, at Matt Ufford. There will be more episodes of Offsides to come. We're, it's, we got a bunch backed up. It's, it's going to be amazing. Uh, with that, John Boys, would you care to say goodbye? Goodbye, everyone. I love you. Thanks, folks. We'll see you soon.